you know, in the gang life, in the street life, if you just have the wrong color bandana tied around your ankle, hanging out of your hip pocket, wrapped around your wrist, on the wrong side of town, it could be the end of your life. If if you say something in the wrong way, it's called a diss. A diss is to disrespect or to dishonor. And literally, in some places, right here in North America, that can cost you your life. There are places that just selling your product on the wrong side of the street, in the wrong zip code, in the wrong area code, driving the wrong kind of car in those areas, can cost you your life. Because even in the world of gangs, mafia, mob, call it whatever you want to, the cartels in Mexico, even in that world, there's a code. And that code is about respect and it's about honor. And if you violate that code, there's a high price to pay. Now the question is, what does that code, what does that honor have to do with leadership today? And why does it matter to you? That's what I want to talk about on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast. Now, I remember the first time that I really crossed the line about honor. I, I don't even remember how the whole thing started. I just remember that I was irritated with a guy and a whole string of words came out of my mouth. And one of those rhymed with imp because I had used imp because the guy was small in stature. And I added another letter in front of it. And that was apparently something he'd been accused of by other people, and it made him mad enough to punch me in the face. And we both ended up in the principal's office. Now, I have to be honest and tell you, I think I was in the sixth or seventh grade when I said it. And in all honesty, I had absolutely no idea what the word meant. Not a clue. Oh, it, it rhymed with all the other words that I was using, and... and Probably none of them applied either. It was just a string of words because I was frustrated and irritated and starting a fight because I had a smart mouth. But that one word, that was, that was enough to push him over the edge and, and he punched me in the face as a result of it. And we ended up in the principal's office and we both got licks for it. And yeah, that was in the day of corporal punishment. I don't think they do that anymore. But we both paid the price for it. What does that have to do with leadership? Well... Let me start by saying if, if there's a word that comes out of your mouth and you don't know what it means, stop using it until you figure out what it means because that's a really bad idea to begin with. But let me follow that by saying if there are words that come out of your mouth that offend others, that hurt others, that disrespect and dishonor others, whether you know what they mean or not, stop doing that. There's this code that used to exist in just the fabric of society, old-fashioned old-fashioned ideas like, well, my boys still do it today. In fact, if I'm going to dinner with my wife and my sons, I almost never get to the door of her car fast enough. One of those two boys is going to be there to open the door for mom before I get there as her husband to open the door. They'll do the same thing going in and out of the mall, in and out of the restaurant, in and out of the church. They don't care if they get to that door first. They will not go through it until mom does. Now, they might cut in front of me. They might do it just joking, but most of the time, they're going to wait until I go through that door as well. Why? Well, it's about honor. It's about respect. We used to, in our entire culture, honor women. We also used to honor the elderly. 
We had a, a certain modicum of respect for those who were a generation ahead of us or even a few years ahead of us. I remember when I was a kid, 10, 12 years old, debating with people who was older and it came down to weeks or days of birthdays and respect your elders was still a thing of honor then. If we were only a year apart, we still respected our elders. You don't see that as much today. But see, there are other things about people to honor. Uh, think, about, think about the number of religions that have a, a practice of honoring not just their leaders, that maybe the people that sit or stand on the platform, but <clears throat> there are certain religions that when you walk in the back of their church, the sanctuary, the cathedral, the temple, whatever you call it, you stop and you take your shoes off. Others, you walk in the back of the, the doors and before you pass the first row of seats, you must kneel and bow and reflect on where you are and in whose presence you are. Um, others, maybe it's completely the way they dress. I have friends who are Shriners. They have a very specific order of dress, a, a code of honor in the way that they hold their belief system and display their belief system in the badges and the, the medals and the sashes that they wear. And every one of them has a different purpose and a different title. And it's about honor. It's about honoring the people who've reached a certain level of achievement. The Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, they all have the same thing. The badges, the merit badges for accomplishments. All of those are about honoring accomplishments. But a lot of those accomplishments are nothing more than good character. I'm helping somebody across the street with their groceries, mowing the lawn for a stranger. You can get merit badges for these kinds of things. Learning how to tie a knot, saving saving an animal from a from a a, a position of danger out in the middle of the street or or something like that. These are all issues of character, core values, the, the kind of persons that we want to live our life around, but they're about a code of honor. And it doesn't matter if you're in the military or you're in law enforcement or you're talking about a religious culture or you're talking about in the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts, these civic societies, they all have a code of honor. Most companies you work for have a code of ethics. So does the NFL. So does the NBA. So does the Major League Baseball, MLB, National Hockey League. They all have a code of conduct. You can't say things like that in public. You can't do things like that in public. You might bring shame or dishonor on the organization or the team. Uh, there are more people who are let go because of their code of conduct or their ethics than are fired for almost any other reason. Maybe their violation of the code of conduct is accepting a gift of a larger amount than the tax system allows or the company allows. Maybe their violation of the code of conduct is substance abuse or immoral behavior. That's less and less today. In fact, the code of conduct has been so beaten up that there's really not a lot of a code left. There, there's no moral compass or ethics to it. And yet, I still believe that leaders have the capacity and the expectation to set the standard for what it means to honor others. Maybe that means that you simply treat them with the respect of being a human being regardless of what their sexual orientation or their gender is, regardless of their education level, regardless of their job title, regardless of what they do for a living, what industry they work in. None of those things is relevant if you're dealing with a human being. A human being deserves to be honored and respected for being a living, breathing human being. That's it. That's a good place to start. Now, if you also honor their accomplishments, maybe 
they're working on a master's degree or they just accomplished their second PhD. The honor is due for that effort because that's not something that happens by accident. Perhaps they're a mother or a father. They've got several kids or generations of kids and grandkids. There's a reason to honor them for that. Maybe they've made major sacrifices in their life. They've, they've waited 25 years to go to school so their kids could graduate and go off to college before they went back to college. My mother graduated from college the same month as her 50th birthday, 50. And then she spent another 15 years in the school system until she retired from teaching. Yeah, that's a lot of sacrifice. She sacrificed for 20 plus years waiting for us to go back to school. I honor that choice. She gave her children a great opportunity at great sacrifice to herself. We need to learn to honor people, not just because they're humans, but in addition to that, because of the things that they've accomplished, the things that they've made sacrifices for, the price that they've paid for the people around them. The challenge that we have in our society today is that we've lost the moral compass that allows us to value another human being, to value another human life. We've so blurred the lines between male and female, husband and wife, father and mother and son and daughter. We can't tell which one is which in so many cases. And that's not a comment about your sexual orientation or your gender proclivities. I don't care. What I care about is the fact that I would like to be able to say, yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. And the inability to do that without offending someone has become near impossible. I don't know what the proper terminology is to say, I honor you when it's ambiguous as to whether that's a man or a woman, a male or a female. Again, this is not about your proclivities. I don't care. I, how can I honor you would be the right question. And unless you've got a list of pronouns hanging from around your neck, I don't know what the right way is to do that. Now, I can tell you that honor does have its rewards. In fact, I'm, I'm reading a new book and working through the coursework on it uh, called Honor's Reward. And there's a place in our relationships with each other, with society as a whole, with our culture as a whole, that to dishonor has a big price. Like I said in the beginning, if you're in a gang or the mafia or a, a cartel or something of that nature in the military, to dishonor a, a distinguished officer, to dishonor someone who has the merit and it's obvious, that's going to cost you. It might cost you rank. It might cost you disciplinary action in the ways of the cartels or the gangs. It might cost you your life, and that's no understatement. But in society, that lack of honor costs us the dignity of our own humanity. The reward that comes from honoring others is honor to ourselves. If we dishonor ourselves, if we disrespect ourselves, if we lose the ability to look in the mirror and value ourselves, that's not just a self-esteem issue. There's a whole lot more trouble in that package. The reward that comes along with honor is the ability to look yourself in the mirror and say, I respect you. You're someone that I can look up to. And if you can't look in the mirror and look up to yourself, that means you're probably not treating other people very well either. If you don't have a value for your own humanity, you certainly don't have a value for the humanity of others. If you can't love you, how can you love a stranger? That seems like a really complicated question, but it shouldn't be that hard. Yet we struggle with that. In our core values as a society, one of the things that I believe we deeply need to get back to is honor, honoring one another, treating other humans with the respect that they're due simply because they're human, but also treating other humans who have 
worked hard, sacrificed much to have great successes and accomplishments in life. And I don't just mean their money or their Twitter followers. I mean, they've made serious contributions to the quality of our country, our society, our national heritage. And they're willing to say, I would stand up and do it again. I would pay the price to make that same sacrifice again. We should be honoring them. We should be honoring people like that. And as a society, I think we've lost that. So here's my challenge to you. If you're a leader and you have a challenge honoring people, if it's, if it's hard for you to look up to someone who's accomplished more than you, if it's hard for you to look up to someone and say, you have done a phenomenal job, I want you to look up the word namaste. Namaste. Now, some people pronounce it differently than that, but namaste is the concept, and I believe it originates in, in ancient Indian culture, but it's the concept usually followed by a bow that says, I honor the divine in you. I recognize that you, like me, are a human creature and you have value if for nothing else. Now, here's what that would tell you. That would tell you that the homeless person sitting on the street corner waiting for someone to bring them a meal has the same value in human life as the CEO of a multinational corporation. They deserve honor because they're human beings. The honor due to that CEO might be a little different. It might be a little more, it might be a little more uh, relegated to them because of their accomplishments, a PhD, a certain amount of earning, the number of people they employ, the people they help through philanthropy, etc., etc. But the honor of being a human being is equal. And we need to get back to that. We need to get back to the place of opening doors for others, respecting our elders, doing kind things for no reason at all. Besides, that's another human being and they deserve the dignity of being treated like a human being and not like they're less than you. If you're a leader and you're having a hard time with that, it's time to get that right. It's time to begin to honor people around you because the law of the picture is still true. People do what people see. And when you honor the people around you, they will do the same thing. It may not be right away. Teaching honor takes some time. I'm learning about it myself. In fact, I only have on all of the books in my shelves, I only have two books about honor. This one and one called 31 Pillars of Honor by Dr. Mike Brown. Studying those again and again brings me to new ideas, insights, and revelations every time I do. But if you don't have anything to study on that, send me an email and I will connect you with the online course for honors reward. It is available free of charge, but I can, I can connect you to it if you're interested in that. Just send me a, an email or a private message and I will send you the link uh, to join a group to study that. It will change the way you look at people. It will change the way you look at you. And it will change the way you look at life. And I truly believe if the fabric of our society still held the code of honor for each other, for human beings, for one another, we would see an entirely different quality in our society. Take the time to honor someone today and look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I honor you at all? I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.